Parent alienation syndrome is the systematic campaign to remove love, trust, and access to a child by the opposite parent, and anything goes in this selfish game where the child is the ultimate loser. This podcast contains adult themes, language, and violence. It is not suited to all audiences and may be triggering to some. In many cases, the names and details within these episodes have been changed to protect privacy. Opinions expressed by guests of the show do not necessarily reflect those of the podcast or its producers. Welcome to Isolated, a podcast about male victims of domestic abuse and control, as well as those suffering as a result of parent alienation syndrome. We are not therapists or experts in this field, but seek to bring these issues to light and provide awareness of early warning signs of abusive behavior and resources for help. Hello, ISOs. Welcome back. Hey, Chella, what's new? Hey, Navi. Um, nothing new on my end. Same old, same old. Same old, same old. We did get our first critique of the podcast. Yes, I I heard. That was kind of hard. It was a little hard, but, <laughs> you know, to each their own. Well, <laughs> we do welcome feedback. We really do. But this person was upset because we laugh during our episodes and it, it is a very serious subject, which we agree. It's a very, very serious subject matter, but we just didn't want the podcast to be so dour that nobody wanted to listen or they had to go drink a six pack in order to, yeah. <laughs> and order to honestly, swallow it. We're not laughing at the situation. We're laughing at each other. True. You are, not, you are quite funny. Well, you know, <laughs> Navi's pretty funny herself. No, 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 no. But I, I do think we should make that clear. We don't think this is funny. No. I, and I think more often than not, we're just laughing at the lunacy and the idiocy of the perpetrator, yeah. the women in this case, um, but not at all about the situation and how horrible we know that it is for these men. So if that is something that you feel is, is valid, we are <clears throat> sorry that we do laugh on occasion, <laughs> but uh, that's us. We're real people. And yeah, with I've, natural reactions. Yeah. We don't want to be so scripted that, I don't know, it sounds like we're talking out of a bubble. We are just human and we do laugh, but it is not to make light of any of these horrible scenarios that we talk about on this podcast. Yeah. And thank you for listening for those of you who are listening. Yes. <laughs> giving us the benefit of the doubt that this matters to us very, very much. All right. So today we want to talk about parent alienation syndrome what it is, the strategies used, and what you can do about it. Social Work Today describes parent alienation syndrome, and we can call it PAS for short, as a set of strategies that a parent uses to foster a child's rejection of the other parent. But it doesn't always end there. Adults can be alienated from a parent or from their entire extended family through abusive control, as we've talked about in earlier episodes. In addition, elders have essentially lost grandchildren due to vilification by their son or daughter's abusive spouse. As we mentioned, the World Health Organization included PAS as a new mental health classification in 2019. Parent alienation syndrome has since had the classification ICD-11. The syndrome was first identified by Dr. Richard Gardner, who described eight 
characteristics associated with it. And Shella, I'm going to let you read those off. Sure. Okay, here we go. Number one, uh, a campaign of denigration. Denigration is the act of unfairly criticizing someone or something. The maligning of the targeted parent is evil and vicious and is not occasional. It is a result of an aggressive campaign that is evil in nature and of vicious ill will. Number two, weak, frivolous, or absurd rationalizations for the criticism, i.e., the children didn't want to see their father because he had selected an unqualified therapist for them. Number three, a lack of ambivalence. The denigration is ferociously one-sided and unrestrained. Number four, there's an independent thinker phenomenon. The children insist they thought of everything on their own with no coaching or influence from anyone else. Number five, reflective support, meaning the child immediately and automatically takes the alienating parent's side in a disagreement. Number six, an absence of guilt over cruelty to and or exploitation of the alienated parent. Number seven, the presence of borrowed scenarios. The children's explanations for their anger sound borrowed and made up because they originated from other people. And number eight, rejection of the alienated parent's extended family. Formerly beloved aunts, uncles, grandparents, and cousins are suddenly completely avoided and rejected. That just sounds awful. All of it. And to make matters worse, children are programmed to participate, which on the surface makes it seem like it's really your child's desire not to see you. And they really do believe you're a horrible person. So how often does parent alienation syndrome occur? It is thought to occur to some degree in most child custody battles, which by definition lends itself to parents needing to vilify each other if they're both seeking sole custody and trying to get the child or children to side with them. But it happens outside of court as well. One of the largest studies into PAS was conducted in 1991 over a 12-year period by Clawar and Rivlin. They discovered that out of 1,000 cases studied, 86% showed, quote, some element of parental programming and brainwashing in an effort to implant false and negative ideas about the other parent with the intention of turning the child against that other parent. Chella, what is the breakdown? Okay, here it is. 23% of parents utilized alienation programming and brainwashing more than once a day. 22% about once per day, 12% more than once per week, 8% once per week, 21% occasionally, and 14% never. 40% maligned the alienated parent at least once a day? Wow. Another study by Johnson and Campbell in 1988 resulted in similar studies with 40% utilizing alienation techniques once or more per day. Yeah, I read a story by Sherilyn Fenver, who was alienated from her father. She says, quote, if you're not familiar with the term, I envy you, end quote. She says she grew up with stories about her father being a mean man who did mean things. When Sherilyn was about nine, her dad wanted more visitations, but her mother told her that dad would rip her away from their home and she would never see her mom or brother again. Mom took the kids and moved from place to place so dad couldn't locate them. Sherilyn was told that her dad had little desire to see her and never paid his child support. Mom told her stories about her dad biting her and throwing pots and pans at her when she was little if she cried. Sherilyn said, quote, a child believes what a mother tells them, end quote. She had memories of good times with her dad, but doubted them and her sanity. As Sherilyn became an adult, she found out the full measure of her mother's lies. 
her father had receipts of all his child support payments. He also told her he would show up to visitations only to have mom claim Sherilyn was sick. I mean, I could go on and on, but that's just one example. I cannot understand why a mother would want her kid to grow up without a loving father. Yeah, neither can I. It's so selfish and cruel and not at all in the best interests of the child. Socialworktoday.com says that alienating parents use a lot of the strategies similar to those of cult leaders to manipulate and lead others until they are under complete control. This can explain, in part, how the child or children came to side with the parent who was ultimately the abusive one. I read that chronic interference with visitation or communication is prevalent, as well as a perpetual stream of bad-mouthing the alienated parent. It must feel like such an impossible hurdle for the alienated parent to overcome. And then the court system is no help at all. Chella, what have you got on this? Unfortunately, family court seems to think that only... Things are only in black and white, so there's no really gray areas. The court is content to assign blame to one or the other parent instead of really making the situation work for everyone. Even though they're mandated to rule in the best interest of the child, nowhere in the civil code is the meaning really defined. So it's based on judges, evaluators, and psychologists to make rulings based on their opinion where justification or scientific evidence is not required to validate. Unlike what we see on TV, court dramas, someone isn't incarcerated and granted a court appearance the following day. It could take months, even, you know, something like eight months. And mm. all the while, the alienating parent has an exclusive audience with the child or children to indoctrinate them further into a highway of misinformation and hate against the other parent. So very true. And in family court, a parent can bring the other parent back to court for something as petty as, say, disagreeing with what the child is fed. How is that in the best interest of the child? I don't know. There's too many cases, not enough judges. Family court does not need to find one parent guilty of a crime. Their sole focus is to judge who is the better parent. So as opposed to criminal court, evidence standards are much looser. No one seems to be concerned with clear evidence that would prove or disprove either parent's claims. And since it's civil and not criminal court, the defendant has no right to a public defender. This is incredibly problematic to parents who can't possibly afford to pay for an attorney. What do these battles typically cost, Chella? It's really insane. The average divorce costs between fifteen dollars and $30,000. And if you think that's excessive, child custody battles can cost millions. Oh, my God. How in the hell is destroying a parent financially and emotionally in this child's best interest? I absolutely cannot comprehend it on any level. Having been through my own divorce, I make it a cardinal rule not to disparage my ex to our children in any way. Granted, our children are grown and have flown the nest by the time we divorced, but their welfare was still our main concern. Though awkward and uncomfortable at times, their father and I have both worked hard to make sure that we can all spend holidays together if that's what works out best for everybody. You know, if we only have a day where they're going to be here, we're all going to need to see the kids at the same time because there's just not enough time. There are lumps of pride and hurt that we both need to swallow for this to happen, but it's so incredibly worth it. Especially now that you have a grandbaby, it's important to see oh, yeah. everyone get along. All, I, want, I want all the time with the grandbaby. Right. So I'm willing to have everybody over. <laughs> Similar to domestic violence, people blame the victim. 
They feel the alienated parent must have done something wrong to make this child not want to see them. That shows such an ignorance of child development and the abject power a parent can have over a child and their vision of the world. The child or children have been brainwashed to hate the other parent or to distrust them, and they have no valid reason for it. You have to wonder, what goes through the mind of someone taught to hate one of their own parents? In the documentary, Erasing Family, Candace was brave enough to speak out. She said it was a slow process of conditioning her to accept statements that otherwise would not have been believed. She was taught to steal information from her dad on her rare visitations and then give that information to her mom so she could get him fired from whatever job he was on at the time. What? That is so convoluted. If you get a father fired from his job, then where does the money come from for child support? Aren't you shooting yourself in the foot here? I would think so. I would think it's really important for the dad to have a job if you want to get child support payments. For every time my sister-in-law screamed at my brother for money, there were just as many times she undermined his job, complained to his boss, hid his car keys so he couldn't even get to work, and elsewhere tried to ruin his career. These women aren't just greedy. They are freaking confused about basic economics. Candace said that her mom would call her dad's place of employment and incriminate him just because he was Israeli. Chella, did you ever watch that movie, Not Without My Daughter? Yes, I did. And I found it very terrifying. It was scary. Well, Candace's mom made her watch that movie and proclaimed that that was exactly what her dad was like, that he would take her to his homeland and she would never see her family and friends again. Why? Why would you want to terrorize and damage a child like that? Candace said the years of guilt were so powerful, she can't take back the part she was groomed to play in the alienation of her father. One alienated parent said, it's like death. You completely lose your child. It's a knife in your heart and it just keeps getting twisted. Chella, tell us what the documentary said about the courts in the role of all this. Okay. I'm almost quoting verbatim from the film when I say that the child support system in the United States can lead to parents being erased. Child support creates a financial incentive for parents to fight for more parenting time. In many jurisdictions, more custody time means more child support, or even one extra night can make a huge difference. States earn more federal dollars, more than like $4 billion each year to wow. enforce child support. And if shared parenting means no child support, then there's an incentive not to grant joint custody or make it the default option. A parent can lose their driver's license, passport, and even be incarcerated for not paying child support. But because it's civil court, you have no right to take a public defender. And the worst part, in many cases, the child support doesn't even go to the kids. The state keeps flat fees, percentages, interest payments, and will hold on to all of it if the custodial parent receives welfare as well. The billions of dollars spent on child support enforcement could be spent on programs that actually help families like mediation, mental health services, and enforcing custody orders. It sounds like a strangled loop of red tape to me. The documentary states that the notion of a deadbeat dad is an antiquated and incorrect one. They are not deadbeat. They are dead broke and the stereotypes need to change. Child support is a business. If you don't pay your child support, you're going to jail. One dad was paying over $1,100 a month in child support and only got to see his twins twice in six months. One in every eight men in jail in South Carolina are therefore not paying child support. In the U.S., three out of every four parents incarcerated for not paying child support make less than $10,000 a year. 
Let's consider a different option revealed in the documentary, and we'll put a link to this in the show notes. In Sweden, there is a form you can print out and sign stating that as a divorcing couple, you will share joint custody of the kids. There is no financial incentive to be awarded custody and no attorney is required to sign or facilitate filing this form. No psychological evaluations need to be administered unless it can be proven one parent is unfit. Only 2% of Swedish families resolve custody in court. 60% of divorced Swedish families share joint physical custody. In solid contradiction, only 9% of parents split custody equally in Canada. The U.S. doesn't even keep national statistics on joint custody. Oh, that's scary. I know. In Sweden, child support is not based on parent income or time spent with the children. It is only based on the needs of the child. And there aren't even any federal or state laws in the U.S. pertaining to parental alienation. Nope. Other than suspending child support in the cases where the parent receiving the support is the one alienating the paying parent, is there anything that can be done? Well, Cordell Cordell, a domestic litigation firm for father's rights, says on their website that where PAS pertains to divorce, it is really hard to prove in court. But if it can be proven, then there are a few options. Go ahead, Chella, read them. Okay. Contempt. A court can find the alienating parent in contempt of court and impose sanctions against them. Then there's custody modification. The court can change the physical or legal custody of the child if they believe the alienation is causing harm, or reunification therapy. This is the most common, where the court will mandate reunification therapy. In that circumstance, counselors are involved with the family in an attempt to counsel both the parent and the child to reunify the child with the alienating parent. Good. The firm also lists four things you can do if you feel you're a victim of parent alienation. Number one is keep a journal. And this goes back to what we always say, document, document, document. document, document. document. And it really, it can show the court persistent maligning. And if divorce has already occurred and the custodial parent is keeping you from seeing your child, it can point to the habitual excuses made by that parent. Mm -hmm. Number two, if you're being kept from seeing your child, always ask for visitation in writing. Use text message or email so you have a paper trail proving how much you want to see your child. This will also help avoid the he said, she said, go around mm-hmm. and might also catch the alienating parent in the lie. Number three, seek counseling if possible. Showing that you took steps to remedy the situation will go a long way in court. Even if the alienating parent refuses to go, it can help identify the syndrome and help put a stop to it. Number four, remain consistent. Even though it's discouraging to be denied your rights over and over again, the moment you give up, the alienating parent swoops right in and says, (laughs) I told you so. Dad doesn't care about you at all. And down the road, your attempts and documentation can help a reunited child see the truth. Yeah, we just saw that with the um, girl we just talked about where her father kept all those receipts about, yes, I did pay child support. All the evidence. Yeah. Cordell Cordell has offices across the U.S. and in the U.K. Phone and virtual consultations are available by calling 1-866-DADS-LAW. They also have quite a few podcasts for fathers that you can access through their website, CordellCordell.com, most of which revolve around divorce and custody battles. We realize that not everyone can afford therapy, much less legal counsel. And we also realize that if you're a dad who is still married and being abused by your spouse... You may have a difficult time making a phone call or even researching help online because your spouse monitors every keystroke, phone call, and dollar spent. 
Our hearts literally break for you. In researching ways to deal and combat parent alienation without spending money, I've found very little information, but we are on the job. We will keep trying. We'll put a link to everything we've mentioned in the show notes. And as always, ISOs, we pray for your welfare and healing. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and survive. If you or someone you love is being abused by an intimate partner, we have resources listed on our website at isolatedpodcast.com. If you have an experience, expertise, or advice you'd like to share, please send an email to notalone at isolatedpodcast.com or visit our website. Your privacy, should you desire it, is a top priority for us. You can support the work of this podcast and help fund much-needed therapy for men who can't afford it by becoming a member through our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash isolated podcast, which also gets you perks and benefits unavailable to non-members. You can cancel at any time. Your five-star review on iTunes will also help promote the show and help listeners find the podcast. Thank you so much for your support.